Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we pick up where we left off at the end of 2020. In the book of Mark, we're in chapter 13, where Jesus is telling the disciples of things that are going to come to pass. Now, these words were originally delivered by Jesus on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem, so it has been referred to since as his Olivet Discourse. In verses 24 through 26, which Pastor Jim will cover this week, Jesus ties events spoken about by prophecies in the Old Testament to his second coming. Now, the disciples knew Jesus was here now and that he had said some things about going away, even being killed. But this talk about his return likely flew right over their heads at this point in time. But after Jesus' resurrection and the filling of the Holy Spirit, it all came together for them, and they wrote Jesus' teaching down for us. We're going to spend a couple of weeks parked here in four verses. So here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Second Coming, Part 1. The 70th week of Daniel has yet to commence. When it does... During that seven years which lead up to the second coming of Christ, the wrath of God is going to be poured out worldwide. And God is going to be turning to completing His unfinished business with the nation of Israel. And by the end of that seven years, this world is going to be a mess. You think it's bad now? How about seven years of the outpouring of the wrath of God? How about in three and a half of year, of three and a half years of that seven, the outpouring of the vicious hatred of the Antichrist against Israel and against all believers in Christ? There's going to be devastation like never before. Remember last time we saw this in Mark thirteen twenty. Jesus says, "Unless the Lord had shortened." Those days, no life would have been saved, but for the sake of the elect whom He chose, He shortened the days. God confines that horrible seven years, and especially that ridiculously horrible last half of the seven years, to just that time, because on the trajectory of where everything's going, everybody would die. There would be no one to populate the kingdom. Now, by the end of that seven years, this is something going on in the background. We haven't yet taken a side trip to look at the details in Zechariah. But by the end of that seven years, the majority of Jews will have been slaughtered. Two-thirds of them, as a matter of fact. But the rest, the remaining ones, the Bible has this concept of a remnant, the ones who remain, that remaining third will come to believe in Jesus Christ by the time He returns. They're going to rejoice when He shows up. Now, we've done some study in Daniel 9. We've worked our way through the Olivet Discourse in Mark's version of it, verse by verse, up to um, 
up through verse 23. That sets the stage for us to look at the second coming. The end of the tribulation, the 70th week of Daniel, brings on the second coming of Jesus. He describes it in his own words in this text, and this is going to be our venue for today and, unless the rapture happens, next Lord's Day as well. Here are the four verses that we're going to be looking at in two parts. Jesus says, But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then He will send forth His angels and will gather together His elect from the four winds, from the farthest end of the earth to the farthest end of heaven. What did they ask Jesus? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So, here's where we're going to go with these four verses. Number one, the sequence of events. I want you to see something right at the beginning of verse 24. Number two, the phenomena. What's going to actually happen at the second coming? And number three, the gathering of His people. We'll wrap up number two and get to number three next time, Lord willing. But I want you to see the sequence of events. This event, the second coming of Christ is going to happen at a precise moment in history, and we have very specific details about it. How did verse 24 start? But in those days, what days? The days following the abomination of desolation and what that sets off. In those days, after that tribulation... You can't get any more specific than that. After that tribulation. Matthew adds the word immediately. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. Well, what tribulation of what days? Well, do you remember those three vital principles of Bible interpretation? Context, context, and don't forget the context. What have we seen in the context about the tribulation of those days? Let's look at the context. Mark chapter 13, verse 14. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand. And remember, that's because it's going to be written down. God expects you to understand this so you know what your hope is. Let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Horrible things are going to happen in Jerusalem and around Jerusalem in that time. Skip down to verse 19 of Mark 13. For those days, the days following the abomination of desolation, they will be a time of tribulation such as has not occurred since the beginning of creation, which God created until now and never will. And then verse 23, remember we left off here last time, but take heed, behold, I have told you everything in advance. He's told us this, he's had it written down, he says, let the reader understand, this is 
understandable and we're meant to understand it. The people that say that prophecy isn't specific, I don't know what Bible they're reading. It's crystal clear. Is it a little complicated? Yeah. Is there a little wiggle room for maybe a couple of things here to be a little bit different if you take this verse differently? Yes, but you can't miss this. And the people who say that the second coming already happened, this second coming didn't happen. Wait till you see what this is. I spent an entire message on the abomination of desolation. You might need to listen to that if you missed it or if it isn't clear to you what we're, what we're talking about. But understand, that's going to be a horrible thing following terrible things that lead to worse things. And that's going to lead up to the second coming. And in His mercy, God's going to limit the amount of time that is allowed to go on to only three and a half years. That's the very precise declaration from Jesus Himself about when He will return. In those days, immediately after that tribulation. That's the sequence of events. Now, the phenomena. Oh, wow. What's going to happen when He comes again? Look at what we read. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken. That is going to be unprecedented, unmistakable, and absolutely terrifying. You know, one of the most stable things that mankind has ever known is the sky. Looks to us like the sun comes up and the sun goes down. That's because the earth is rotating. Happens every day. You know, I've been on this planet well over a half century. Hasn't missed one single day. Hasn't been late once. I mean, even when the government says it's daylight savings time, still, it's very... You know, you can navigate by the stars. They're fixed. They're, They're in their place. It's so consistent. That's why astronomers came to name certain bodies that they see in the sky planets, which means wanderers. Because the, the, the whole array is fixed, but there's these ones that move around in different seasons of the year. And they had to figure out, oh, well, they're revolving around something. And they came up with the understanding of our solar system. And all of those stars out there, they're like our star. They're, they're balls of fire. They're, they're sources of light. But these planets, they're not sources of light. They reflect the light of our sun just like the moon reflects the light of our sun. All of that, all that order is going to be shaken by God in an instant. If you'd like a really lame illustration, go home and get out your snow globe. There's a nice little scene in there, but you have the omnipotent power over that snow globe to pick it up and shake it. And everything has to settle out once again. That's kind of the idea here. The sun um, is going to be darkened. The moon won't 
give its light? Uh, you, you think about that. I, is God going to turn off the sun? If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.